Hey, the wolf here. Wanted to give you a quick intro for this upcoming podcast, specifically geared toward our Toastmasters group. If you're a leader in Toastmasters, a new member, or anywhere in between, you're going to get some value out of this interview. We're going to interview people around the Toastmasters district just to give you some extra insights, ideas, and thoughts on how to maximize your membership, your leadership potential, and help yourself grow to be a better leader and communicator inside the Toastmasters organization. And hey, even if you're not a Toastmaster, you're going to get some nuggets out of this podcast. So pay attention, sit down, take some notes, and enjoy the Maximize You podcast. Same format. Let's go. Okay. Here we are with Joel Dawson and the Wolf. <laughs> We're starting our first premier podcast for District 68 Toastmasters. And I'm going to call this one the Di- District Director's Corner. Ooh. Feel like, How you I was, doing? feel like I was when I was a little kid. I know. Go sit in the corner. Go sit in the corner. So here I am, no, 52 but, years old. Guess where I'm at? In the corner. Well, this is the corner you want to be in, folks, because I'll, what we're doing today is we're going to give you some tips and insider insight into how to help our clubs. We're also going to, in future podcasts, we'll talk about different topics, whether it be different leadership strategies, maybe the area director, division director, club growth. We're going to talk about a lot of different things and bring in a lot of other folks to interview and get their input and feedback. But today, I wanted to talk to Joel specifically about the top three struggles that the clubs have. Ooh. And here's okay. the reason why. Nine years for myself in Toastmasters, I've learned a tremendous amount. I know Joel's worked in the past probably two or three years more directly with the clubs from that club growth director level, from the PQD level. I know he's gotten a lot more insight because he's seen the problems. He's talked to clubs. They've called him. They've reached out. They've sat at his feet to listen to his wise wisdom on how to help their (laughs) clubs. So I want to get some information so we can have it out there available for guys to tap into when they have the need. So what are, do you feel like, Joel, the top three struggles that these clubs are having out there? Well, Wolf, like you said, I feel like Martin Luther King because I have seen the promised land. <laughs> I have been around. I have. Okay, when it comes to the, and I'm, I'm going to answer this from the perspective of being a club coach. Okay. Because that that that's a little different. Because when you say you know the program quality director or the club growth director, that that's a it's a, it's a different perspective. So okay. let's take a look at this from the avenue of a club coach. In my experience, in my humble experience, what I've, what I've found is there, there, there is three things. There's three top things. There's normally a little more. But the first thing that I've found, the most common thing, is the club officers not having a really good understanding of what their responsibility is. Not knowing where to find the information. Because of that, that affects the actual quality of that club. Remember, members not signing up, members not showing up to meetings, all of this stuff, that's not a problem. That's a result of another problem. And the What's the word I'm looking for? The culture, the environment, the enthusiasm, the atmosphere. That's all controlled by the officers. And Toastmasters is pretty, 
you know this you know this whole program is kind of like, like a bi a, a bicycle with training wheels on but you have to learn how to ride the bicycle with the training wheels on before you can take them off. Right. And there's only two parts. You have a part that's creative, and then you have a part that's really structured where it's based on execution. And what I've seen is a lot of officers really, for, for whatever the reason is, don't have a really good understanding of what their particular role is and how it affects or how it plays a part in the overall uh, club experience. That will cause members to want to participate by coming to the meetings, by speaking, getting involved, and those type of things. It's not; it doesn't just fall on one person. It's a it's a group effort because there's there's so many different things that that has to go on for that to happen. So number one would be, you know, uh, club officers not having a, a real good understanding of what their what their job role is. Okay, that makes good sense. And you know, one thing you said in there that I want to kind of magnify real quick is you talked about there's a creative side and there's a structured side. Yep. And you know what that makes me think of perfectly is what we always talk about is the difference in, I guess, that diametric opposition of leadership and management. They work hand in hand and they have Mm -hmm. to work like hand in glove. Management is a checklist. Management is getting things done. Management is following the timeline. Make sure membership dues are paid and all the the check boxes are done, right? Mm -hmm. Leadership is handling the people. Leadership is helping the member who walked through the door with a goal. I want to get more confident speaking in front of a room. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's two people or 22 people or 2,000 people. I want to get more confident in that. Mm -hmm. That's that diametric thing. So what's number two, Joel? Number two is the other side of that coin. Okay. The variety part. Ah. The variety part. Okay, so, what do you mean by that, though? Okay, give me more. <clears throat> if you look at this, the six key areas of club quality, which is the lens through which you look through a club. That's the moments of truth you're talking about, right? The the, the six key areas on the moments, moments of, of truth. truth. Okay, got you. Okay, one of those is variety. Okay, now let's. I want to. I want to go back to an article. That was written by a past president, Balraj. I, I can't pronounce his last name. I'm sorry, Balraj. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but in that article, he talked about Toastmasters being a lab. And you and I both have talked about that many, many times where you get the opportunity to practice the things that you want to get better in in your professional life or anything outside of Toastmasters. Nobody comes to Toastmasters to learn how to give speeches and be better in Toastmasters. That's right. But he talked about what I what I term as the death of a club. And he talked about the three, three, and three. If you have, if you only have three speakers, three evaluators, three table topics, and that's all you do, that meeting is boring. Hmm. And that is the second challenge that I see. Meetings are just boring. You know, and <clears throat> one of the things that I've noticed or I'll, I'll my, one of my favorite questions now when it comes to talking to VPEs, because that's pretty much their baby. That meeting is yes. their baby. Yep. I asked them this question on a scale from one to ten. How much thought went into planning to make sure that this meeting is different from the next meeting? Mm-hmm. And the clubs that I coach, they all say zero. So that's the variety part of it. Mm-hmm. You can call people to get them to come to a meeting all the time. You can send them emails all the time. But if they come to a meeting 
or if, even if they miss them, if they if you meet every week or if you meet every other week and they miss a meeting and they come back, say, the next month, if it's the exact same thing, it makes it easier for them to stay at home the next time. That's right. right? Because it's, 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 it's just yeah. three speakers. It's just three table topics. It's just three evaluators. That's all that, that that's all it is. So you have to spice it up to make people okay. want to be there. Okay, we'll dig deeper into that. Give me something that spices up a meeting. What are you talking about? Maybe okay. just one or one thing. Okay. <clears throat> what Besides this, Joel coming to the meeting. Well, that's enthusiasm. It. That's it. Enthusiasm. <laughs> that's man, I'm telling you, that is the best. I'm like the the uh, the um, Energizer buddy for Toastmasters. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> the um, the guy that sells the magic elixir back in the 1920s, yeah, you know, right. I got the magic elixir. Cheers, all ill, and it's all enthusiasm. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, when when you look at variety, the the magazine has plenty of ideas. The website has plenty of ideas. But one of the one of the first things that I do before, well, one of the first things that I do after I cover number three, okay, because number three is really important. The very first thing I want to do is create some variety, some type of some type of entertainment. Ralph Smedley himself says, people learn best. You want to finish it? During times of enjoyment. So if they're not enjoying themselves, they're not going to learn. Or it's easier for them to disengage. Okay? Don't focus on the members. If you're an officer, focus on your culture. Focus on providing that supportive and positive learning experience. Okay, here's here's something that's fun that I like to do. If I if I if I'm coaching a club, understanding that chances are it's going to be a small meeting with maybe three or four people. Don't try to fill all of the roles if you only have three people. That's right. This is where you have to be creative at. Mm-hmm. The one thing you cannot do is just give, you know, the three, three, and three format. Because you have to start leveraging your time. First thing you have to do is you have to empower, not encourage. I talked about that at the conference, the difference between empowering someone to do something and encouraging someone to do something. You have to make it fun and start training them for when other people come, start coming in. It's not just about, you know, getting 20 members. If you get, if you got three, seven members and then you get 13 all of a sudden, is your problem fixed? No, it's not because they're not going to renew so you take those three people, you make it fun for them, those three people, and you have a good quality meeting with what you have. Mm-hmm. The focus is not to fill all the roles. The focus is to make sure that that meeting is enjoyable, is different, and you make do with what you have. That is what I do with every single club that I coach, every single one. That makes good sense. And what happens like from that. there, like it, it spreads like wildfire because now I got the one thing that I need, and that's guess what? Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. <laughs> but enthusiasm brings back the participation. They want to come back to say, what is this fool going to do next? More energy, correct. It brings that's more right. energy, and that's they right. get re-engaged. That's right. Perfect. So once they get re-engaged in their new in their new energy, it becomes easy to recruit people because yes. everybody's having fun. That's right. I agree. Okay, well, we're getting close to keeping this short and sweet. What's number three, Mr. Oh, Joel? Number three is actually, the first one that I gave you is the most common one, but the most important one uh, is the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. Uh-oh. It's actually the elephant in the room. I know elephants take a big old mess of things sometimes. So does conflict. 
So does conflict. Conflict resolution, huh? Right. Well, see, normally there's a conflict between some somewhere in the club. Okay. And that and that conflict may be between officers. That conflict may be between, you know, I've seen a lot of different where maybe a member that uh, uh, um, an experienced member, okay, and a new officer, but there's conflict. And if you remember when I when I first started speaking about five years ago, the one thing that I used to speak about was nonverbal communication. Ninety three percent of what we say. It's nonverbal. So everybody's ignoring. They know it's there, but they're ignoring it. Right. When you have those people in that room together, just the, the nonverbal stress, that sucks the energy out of the room. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody knows that these th- th- there's this conflict, there's this situation, there's this tension here, that will stop that club from growing. And the people, yeah. if they are coming, they're going to stop. If a new person comes in, they, they can feel that. Remember, yeah. only 7% of our communication is the words that we say. That's the rest right. of it is nonverbal. Those are the That's three biggest challenges that I've seen in a club. That's good. Okay, so let's review real quick for everybody listening. Club officers understanding their true responsibilities and role in their position and how it applies to the rest of the membership, the rest of the club leaders, and the club itself. Number one. Right on. Number two is variety in the club meetings. Being yes. creative, getting things out there, doing things differently, having some fun. As a quick moment, and you made a point there, if a club coach is involved, the club has to have, what, less than 12 members. Is that right? 12 or less. 12 or less. So that we know in the Toastmasters world, if there's 12 on the roster, six might be showing up. Exactly. Maybe. So exactly. a quick point for you right here, and you talked about this earlier, have your Toastmasters magazines available at the club meetings. Mm-hmm. And use them for table topics conversations. Yep. Okay? Because here's my thought on that, too. If you've only got three or four people at a meeting, okay, maybe nobody really has a speech, but everybody can do table topics. Right. So you pass the magazine around, pick a topic out of there, and ask a question to the other member, and you get the moment to talk for two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. One to two to three minutes, whatever. Now, let me, let me add something else to this. One of the things that, it's in the moments of truth, it's... it's um, on the area director's report, it's everywhere. I always get yes, but the answer is eh, chances are no. When they say, you know, have creative table topics, or does a club have creative table topics? Mm-hmm. And they all say yes. Because you're asking different questions, that doesn't mean it's creative. You have to get creative with the overall structure of this segment of mm-hmm. the meeting. Right, exactly. So if you ask different questions every week, you're still asking three different questions. So that's not necessarily creative. Yeah. Okay. Creative is actually doing something different. For example, if you remember, I've done, uh, um, well, I'm glad we don't have a a grammarian (laughs) or an eye counter. An eye counter. You'd be in trouble, wouldn't you? I know. But I've done things like a a rapid fire debate. Okay. Okay, where I would base, especially with a small group, mm-hmm. I would divide one side up and tell them, okay, regardless of what your belief is, you're going to be pro, you're going to be con. Yep. Okay, or you can do it as if, you know, there's a lot of variations. If you look in the master your meetings, yeah, at the in the index, there's a lot of great ideas for your meeting. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And, and, and that was one of them. Yeah. And so I bring up Toastmasters Magazine because I've used that before. Oh, I yeah. brought it to a meeting and I've asked questions right out of it of people. Oh, yeah. And then the third one I'll lay out there is Toastmasters has, you can order from the website, it's called a chat pack. 
and all it is yep. is tabletopic ideas. And it's a great little tool, cards you pull out. And one of our members, Tara, actually brought it's a little box with cards with questions on it, and it's table topics. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. I don't know that it was designed around Toastmasters, but it's perfect. It had a lot of great questions on it. So anyway, just to get people thinking. So club officers not understanding their roles and responsibilities. Two is a variety and being creative inside the meeting so that they're not boring and they're fun and exciting and enthusiastic. Enthusiasm, baby. And then number three was conflict resolution. Realizing that the conflict within the meeting, within the club, within that environment that we're trying to make positive and empowering has got some problems. And we need to address those problems. And that's where if if you're in a club like that and you know that's the problem, you need to reach out to your area director. You need to reach out to the division director. You need to get some guidance from those folks. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing I'm going to end our podcast tonight on is each club, for some reason, thinks they're an island to themselves. There are people within the... Reach out and touch. <laughs> Keep going. I'm going to be in the background second. that Somebody can know the answers and can help you with these challenges. But you've got to reach out. If you can... Reach out and touch. This is the part where you join me, Wolf. Somebody's hand. I'd have to know the song. You don't know the song? Come on, man. Diana Ross. Sorry. Oh, well. My apologies. I'm done. So that's wrapping up our district director's corner for today. Top three struggles of a club. You guys give us some feedback. If you need some more info, we're here to help you. Joel and the Wolf, here to help you out. Signing off. Goodbye.